0: Hello and welcome to the Nevermind Polly podcast. My name is Matt, I'm your host, and we chat to rock and metal bands from around the world. How are you all doing? How are you all living? I hope you're all doing very well. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, we fucking appreciate you for checking this episode out. This week's episode is with the fantastic duo of the band Grave Pleasures. We speak all about Grave Pleasures' brand new record Plague Boys, which is out on the 21st of April, which hopefully will be out now as you listen to this podcast because i don't know my scheduling at the moment my scheduling is fucking mental i'm recording four podcasts today so um wish me luck but anyway this podcast with juho was absolutely fantastic we speak all about the early years of um of grave pleasures we spoke about the album we spoke about creativity we talk about art It's just a really good podcast. We also touch upon the fact that he is the vocalist uh, and guitarist of the band Aranzi Pazuzu, which is a fucking mental band as well. So if you are a fan of really interesting, complex music, check out this podcast. Check out Grave Pleasures and Aranzi Pazuzu as well, and also Haunted Plasma yeah he's got it all going on it's fucking great this chat if you want to support the show financially you can over at patreon.com forward slash nevermindpoly podcast if you don't want to can't do that that's fine just go and tell a friend give us a five star rating on your favorite podcasting platform and most importantly enjoy this conversation with juho on the nevermind podcast of grave motherfucking pleasures let's go Hi guys, welcome back to the Nevermind Polly podcast, my name is Matt, I'm your host, and we chat to rock and metal bands from around the world, and it's my absolute pleasure to say that we are sat down today with the guitarist of the band Grave Pleasures, we've got Juho on the show, how are we doing sir, how's things?
1: Oh, good, all good, uh, uh, yeah, uh, exciting time since the album is coming out uh, in a few weeks I guess, and uh, yeah, we, we've been doing some rehearsals uh, for, to get the live stuff. Uh, together Uh, so yeah quite exciting stuff uh, especially since it's been quite many years of that Covid stuff and all that so
0: yeah yeah, absolutely I just want to quickly jump in as well well and say that obviously we're recording this a little bit ahead of time as you say uh, of Plague Boys coming out and I am probably the most excited for this record to come out um, I'm a fucking huge fan uh, of the of the previous record Mother Blood. I think it was an absolutely fucking astounding piece of art, to be honest with you. And um, I'm pretty much just a bit of a fanboy of everything that you guys do. So it's a real pleasure to sit down and chat with you about it. But um, obviously Mother Blood was a bit of a hit, to put it politely, uh, with the critics and the fans and stuff. Did that kind of play into the um, the writing of the of the album and thinking, oh God, we've got to follow up this this fucking brilliant record.
1: Um. I, I think we sort of uh, felt that immediately after Mother Blood that like this is the this is the wall like mm. for for this sort of stuff like it, it it was the kind of stuff we had in us at the time but also I think it felt like uh, didn't feel natural to kind of continue that thing yeah of course uh, uh, to make a like a similar album so we had to take some time well not only because COVID but I think we needed time uh, otherwise as well to kind of re-, re kind of figure a bit how we want to proceed and what kind of uh, new songs we want to bring to the table and especially what kind of atmosphere. Uh, and, and and we had some songs like quite early on, but uh, I think it, we also took our time to kind of let those songs be and then come back, back to it in like in, even in two years or something like that to kind of see what else we have on the table. Uh, and 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 to see like if we already have a clear idea where the sound is gonna go and where where the atmosphere is gonna go and because like uh yeah like I said we really felt we needed to do something different from mother but which I also think that it was like a, it took some some things pretty far but mm-hmm. I just think, We kind of hit the wall with
0: that. Yeah, no, absolutely. That makes makes perfect sense, and it kind of it felt like its own entity, if that makes sense. It was kind of this this bubble, this moment in time, and that's what's great about art and music. It is just a bubble in time, and how you're feeling in one particular moment when you've written those songs and things. So that makes perfect that makes perfect sense. I wanted to take things uh, back to the start with you personally, if we can, just for a second, because I, I always find it interesting how people kind of got into music, and especially heavier music and stuff. So where did the, where did things begin with you? Uh,
1: I, I think like I started realizing I like music pretty early on. I yeah. have some memories from when I was like three years old, and uh, I was very much into Bon Jovi's uh, Slippery When Wet, although nice. I, uh, I didn't know how to pronounce any of that stuff or speak English so I had to go to a music store with my dad and sing that
0: yeah amazing or
1: like one of the songs but they <laughs> recognize it oh yeah it's this cassette that your kid wants yeah for and, sure. Uh, and I started like pretty much like playing with tennis racket and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh, pretty early on I guess I liked performing uh, but I started playing guitar not until I was 10 and my father was into Jimi Hendrix and a lot of from the 60s 70s like guitar rock and uh yeah uh, I, I guess like it was kind of natural from that that point to start listening to rock and and metal but I guess I had a quite weird route in in some points I went to like I, I liked classical music quite a bit and then from that it was natural to start listening to Emperor uh yes yeah. I guess there are similarities in in the songwriting and from That, like, basically, it, it, it started my black metal liking yeah. things, like, through that kind of classical music phase. I, I, love,
0: I love, I love, that, I love that you've gone from Bon Jovi to Emperor in the same sentence, like, it's yeah. the, the most normal <laughs> thing in the world. I love that. <laughs> yeah, that such I, a funny it's, thing it's, it, in, in my head,
1: it makes sense, and I think, in general, all of these things. There are a lot of things that I I've listened during the years, especially when I was a teenager, that I kind of hate now. Mm. But I also, at the same time, think all of all of this has it affects who you are, and you shouldn't be like uh, I think embarrassed of stuff no, you've gone because that's your root. That's why you sound certain way. That's how you are a certain kind of person. You can't kind of hide from that. Better just embrace it. I think.
0: Absolutely, and, and I, I'm a firm believer in there's no such thing as a guilty pleasure. They just don't yeah. exist. If it's a good music, it's good music. If it's good art, it's good film. Whatever it is, if it's good and it makes you feel a certain way, then it's good enough in my book. As I say, that there's no no such thing as guilty pleasure. So you're all good on that. <laughs> yeah, I agreed. <laughs> I love that um, so I wanted to speak about how you kind of go about the creative process in, in Grave Pleasure so I wanted to take a, a song for example like um, High On Annihilation how does that song start from it's very bare bones to being the the anthem thing it is how does that all work for you guys
1: well uh, in that particular song and I think in quite a lot of these songs there is a demo that's uh, like Matt brought that demo Mm. Uh, and, and the guitars were pretty much there, and and then it was just about like uh, figuring out how much we want to keep the atmosphere of the demo, meaning that there are some maybe ideas of electrical uh, electronic drums there. Mm-hmm. Like, do we want to kind of try to make it um, like a rock song, yeah. or do we want to kind of maintain what is in the demo, the kind of electronic thing? And I think we... Ended up doing in in uh, like Matt's songs, my songs, Alex's Alex's songs, that we kind of tried to st- stay quite true to the original demo, but mm-hmm. to kind of play it ourselves. But the sound delivery, there was something about those demos that was like, yeah, let's just do the brave thing and uh, and 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 you you know use this the thing and 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 keep this kind of cold atmosphere that that some of the demos have. But mm. we just bring it to uh, live, and and but there could have been two routes there. You could like start really kind of yeah. Let's just focus on having all acoustic drums and really heavy guitars. But we kind of wanted to have some of the, and you know some of the guitars have, a really disturbing line sounds mm. or something like that. Like yeah, let's let's take this a bit further and and go the '80s way in the line guitars yeah. and, and stuff like that.
0: I love that. And, and that's the thing as well. So you took uh, the the production reins uh, alongside Nico um who's part of a uh, Randy Prozuzu your your other band as well. How yeah. do you find the um the, the that kind of aspect of it and do you find it hard being kind of your own editor in in that respect because I imagine um being any kind of creative person it must be difficult to go all of this is fantastic, but we don't want to make like a three on three album, uh, three album, a three hour long album. Is what I'm trying to say. Uh, you need to obviously condense it down and cut things out. Do you find that difficult? That process. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I if thought you're right. You
1: if, if you're in the band, <laughs> and also like uh, if you're uh, one of the persons writing the stuff as well. Mm. Uh, you kind of have to split your roles because yeah, I've done production for bands that I don't blame. That's mm-hmm. like <laughs> more easier, but I wanted to take this challenge on this one to kind of uh, Matt said that you want to try to do it. Like I said that I need, can I need your guys help? But yeah, yeah, I can try to do it because when I'm producing, I really need to listen to the stuff as a, I would be listening to any music.
0: Of course. Yeah, and yeah. getting
1: yourself into that spot where you, don't remember that they're your songs it's mm-hmm. really difficult and you can't be listening to that stuff all day long because mm-hmm. then you get too familiar with that because you kind of as a producer you have to be person outside the band yeah but course. then I have to be inside the band as well it was easier for songs that I didn't uh write mm-hmm. uh, so in, in that sense it was easier but it's still quite difficult because you're playing it and playing is fun and when you're yeah. playing, you, you don't necessarily. It's really hard to listen to if the structure is good, if the if how the soundscape works. It's so you have to split yourself in in at least two two personalities uh, times. So and then there's all the some of the good things. Of course, are that psychologically mm. you know the people quite well, so yeah. you know where they are outside of their comfort zone. You know when they are inside their comfort zone, and you can kind of use that uh, into your benefit and as a producer
0: yeah of course and that that's the thing as well it must be difficult because like you say if you're if you've got like so so you say you've written a song and you've got like a sick guitar riffing or a sick um sick piece of the song you really want to keep and the rest of the band go look it doesn't fit the overall uh, theme of the song it doesn't fit well but you kind of have to be like no i really want this in it's obviously difficult to then go okay but for the good of the song for the good of the band because of the vibe and whatever else like we have to take it out so i, I can totally see that
1: <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, you, you kind of also have to be sometimes a band member and mm-hmm. be on on someone else's <laughs> side. But luckily, there was Nico, Nico also co-producing. So at the times when I'm playing, for example, guitar in the studio and doing my own song, I was just saying to Nico, "You produce, you produce." I'm I, like, I don't, yeah, I, don't I can't do this now. Like, I have to be inside the moment in, mm-hmm. when I'm playing, and then you can't be really objective at that point when you would kind of have to. So that the Nick, then Nico took over the producing homes
0: at those points. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. Um, I wanted to make, make the point and say that you are an incredibly busy gentleman. Obviously, we've got Grave Pleasures, Arante Pazuzu, a Haunted Plasma, along with obviously your, your personal life outside of music and stuff. How do you keep all of those plates spinning without dropping any because you know, I, I I'm obviously do the podcast and I have other things outside of that and, and personal life, and kind of like I find it difficult. So, fuck knows how you manage. It. How do you find it?
1: <laughs> well, uh, it, it can be difficult at times, especially now it's been quite difficult because there was the COVID that fucked up like all of the schedules of the touring and everything kind of got pushed back in the same like that, everything is kind of sitting in the same time period. Luckily mm-hmm. now the great pleasure is done, but I, I guess you kind of have to just sit down and, and take it as it comes. And the way I also think it, uh, it's not it doesn't bring anything good to think it pressure-wise that oh, mm-hmm. we would need to have this out by now already. And we're really lucky with the labels also that they understand that if if the creative process sometimes takes a bit time. For example, now with Hounded Plasma, I I've been like uh editing and composing a lot of stuff. Uh, for a year now, yeah. and it's still not out, but it's really close to being done, done like complete now. But like way, I think it, it it doesn't matter after two years or three years to me or to anyone else that if it took a bit more time.
0: Yeah, uh, absolutely.
1: Because I think the result kind of matters, and it would then annoy me and everyone else. I think way more if like in three years, yeah, we cut it out maybe a year or half a year earlier but it sucks so yeah it, you kind of have to have to take your time with that and I think it's more I, I try to think it, that, that it's more important what kind of uh kind of stuff you leave behind <laughs> after you die rather than when you've got it out
0: I mean that that is that makes perfect sense absolutely and I suppose that's the thing is it we all kind of I think secretly if not uh, openly and publicly want to leave a legacy of some description you know like because you know, when people want to. You want to be remembered for something, or, or at least the majority of people want to be remembered for something. So, and you know, the, the work that you guys do in the music and music and stuff makes a lot of people happy. So, it's um, it's really really good. You're you're putting out some good things into the world, and that's that's make, always making a positive difference. I think. Um, something I wanted to talk about as well is obviously you do have a lot on your plate. So my question, so follow that really, is kind of how do you switch off? What do you do to kind of get out of your your quote unquote work mode? And how do you f- uh, find time to relax and things?
1: uh PlayStation Five.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Love that straight away. Not even hesitation.
1: <laughs> I, I, I've been lucky, lucky, lucky to board in the right time that I've seen all of the d- development of of computer games i started playing in the end of 80s and you know Mm -hmm. now we are at the vr uh, stuff so yeah that's that's my maybe number one i love that taking time
0: out. so i was gonna ask what what is your say say top three uh playstation slash uh, video games of all time in your opinion uh
1: i guess like when I was younger something like Baldur's Gate or, or, or something mm-hmm. like that was probably up there. And then big musical influence for me, atmosphere mm-hmm. and music wise is Monkey Island. Monkey Island games amazing.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. I love
1: that stuff. Like and I guess you could like put all the Lucas Arts adventure games there mm-hmm. that was made in the nineties. They have so good atmosphere. And yeah, I think they it influenced me musically quite a bit. Uh, yeah. Uh even when I think think of them now. And I think from the modern games, then uh, some, something like uh, maybe Resident Evils have been.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Horror, horror stuff. They're kind of really campy, but really scary at the same time, so.
0: I mean, I mean campiness and horror go hand in hand the majority yeah. of the time. If you if you can't uh, have campiness horror, um, yeah, you're probably just doing it wrong in my opinion.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: <laughs> I love that. Um so something I want uh, something I ask um the guests that come on the show is I need you I need to give a little bit of, of pretext for this, and a little bit of context. So, um I want you to kind of imagine, right, that I'm a huge massive podcaster, right, with a fucking infinite budget. And basically, I'm going to invite every band who I've interviewed on the show in the last three years to come down and play a, a festival, right? Now, the, the thing that I'm going to ask you is to add one thing to this rider of the festival, right? Now, there is no financial limitations. There is no physical limitations. You could have whatever you Like, so to give you a little bit of context, we've previously had people say they want like um, a petting zoo, like a sauna. We've had people who say they just want to turn up and play. What would you like to add to that rider? Uh,
1: because we talked about Monkey Island, uh, like
0: a pirate theme park. A pirate theme park, I love that, I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> well, so just like proper Pirates the Caribbean style, like, or are we talking more kind of edgy pirates?
1: I, I think like like something uh, edgy-looking pirates, but since mm-hmm. there are like a it's a theme park and they're a bit shittily done. The characters uh, they look quite uh, amusing at the same time. Uh, some decoration ideas for my home as well, but so far my girlfriend said that you can't do like a monkey on a theme downstairs. Uh, <laughs> Living room or something
0: like that of course you can that's the whole point of it <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. it's the it's the famous um so i'm a massive sci-fi geek right so it's the famous um doctor Who quote where they say what's the point of being an adult if you can't be childish sometimes literally well, yeah. that is literally you know i'm, I'm a 30 year old man child it's all good it's all good um so obviously um the the album's coming out very soon it'll be out as, as people listen to this this um this podcast and things but um what what is kind of the what's ahead obviously you've got tours in the works i'm assuming and things like that and how do you kind of find uh, the touring aspect of the band because um it's, a, it's such a surreal thing for like uh, a civilian like myself to kind of think about being like months away from from home and family and things how do you find it
1: um yeah, uh, I think we 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 are like um, we're getting older now, and mm. also the COVID thing is still a thing. Like it yeah, affected course. a lot of the touring, as you can see a lot of cancellations mm-hmm. going on. It's really bad time to go on tour now, so we're starting really slowly. We're doing few album release shows in Finland, and then few festivals, and I think we see next year if there's more shows coming. But I think it's a reality for a lot of band bands, bigger and smaller bands, to kind of try to reimagine re- a bit, like, what what to do with this whole thing. Yeah, I think that live industry kind of has to reboot at some point a bit to make this sustainable in in, in, in any way. So so we're taking it slowly. So show's coming, maybe more next year, uh, yeah. but we kind of take it, uh, see how the album goes and stuff like that.
0: Absolutely, I love that, I love that. And something I wanted to talk uh, briefly about, I know obviously we're here uh, as, as Grave Pleasures uh, Press and things, but I do want to touch on uh, Ramzi Pazuzu because, again, fucking fantastic band, to be honest with you. I'm a huge fan of, of the work and stuff. Thanks. So how, how, is, how does that kind of work in terms of um, being a musician? Because obviously it's a very different band to Grave Pleasures. <laughs> so how do you find the, the juxtaposition between the two?
1: Well, you. Uh, heard me talking about my music early days yeah. I'm quite I like all that stuff that just brings emotion to the table for me and I I like different sort of moods I have different sort of days quite a mm-hmm. bit and uh, same thing in music I find there are so different sides of the coins that you can really kind of do them really separately but at the same time the older I get the more I do music. Mm -hmm. I noticed that sometimes I just start doing things and I don't care where it goes to. Like you, you'll see it when it, when it kind of comes and try not to think about it because in the end you are just reflecting the, this surreal thing called life into yourself and then express it outside in your brain filter and, and, and. and, uh, yeah, like I said, I have different sort of days. Yeah. I have different sort of weeks, months, like these phases. Mm-hmm. So in, it, it just results in the different sort of things. And 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 you'll you know, like, for what band it's supposed to be at least yeah. at some point when you start doing things. And I something I really miss in general, I, I've been writing since 2015 mm-hmm. always for some specific things. Mm-hmm. So I think like now in the recent years I've tried to forget it because it's probably not so good for um, for your creative creativeness always to do that. Sometimes you should just put on your gear and start doing and yeah. don't care where it goes to. Absolutely. You don't have to put it anywhere like it's just a piece of piece of art um, that you're trying to kind of sculpture and then you can sculpture it into some direction later. Uh, or Ab-
0: not Yeah, absolutely. And
1: released as a solo material or never released it. Absol-
0: absolutely, and that's the thing as well. I think that, I've, I've said this for a long time, that I think um, genres are just a bit redundant because, you know, yeah. Yeah, we, we do need some sort of framework, let's not, you know, yeah, because but- pop music does often bleed into other things and, and whatever else, but like if it's heavy, quote-unquote, and that doesn't have to mean it's got blast beats or, like, fucking tremolo picking, but what it is, it's just, it makes you feel a certain way. Uh, and I spoke to um, to Ivor from Enslaved about this, and he, he sort of likened it as well and said it's a very similar thing of, like, it's just, it just makes you feel... A certain way if it makes you want to move your head move your body then it's heavy so it's kind of and that's the thing if you, like you say when you're noodling away on the guitar it's either like oh this sound this could be like the next grave pleasures record or this could be part of this or this could be something completely different so it's really really cool and it's a, it must be a really nice feeling to have being a musician to be like i can just do anything like you know the world is your oyster when you pick up an instrument you know
1: yeah and at the same time of course sometimes limitations are the ones that mm. make you really creative but it's all, like, it's it's different days, different, and depends how long you do something and stuff like that, but yeah, you're right about uh, in genres, like, I think music is quite uh, abstract uh, genre of art in, in itself, there's sounds coming into your ears mm-hmm. uh, without anything else, and then you make your brain interpret it uh, yeah. into something, so it's like, Genres are good if you want to describe something, about yeah, it. of course. I don't think there. It's, it's not necessarily always to take it so long, like take it so far with the, yeah. with the categorizations because it's quite abstract art. Uh, the, the sounds coming into your ear.
0: So so when they say that it's a, it's a post punk, black metal, jazz infused, I'm like, what the fuck is this? It's like it doesn't yeah. doesn't mean anything. It makes me want to either move, bang my head, makes me want to cry, <coughs> makes me smile. Like that's you know for me that those descriptors are so much better. Um. I'm just going to start to round things up because I don't want to take too much more of your time and I'm very grateful to to have this time with you today. Um, and the final question I would like to ask you is a question I've asked uh, every guest since I've been since I've been on the show. Uh, and that is simply, what is the best thing about being a musician, in your opinion? Now, you can take that as literally as it sounds uh, and something really trivial all the way to wherever you want. There's no wrong answer because it's your answer, if that makes sense.
1: I I think it's like not having an option like Mm. and at the same time having an output for i think the this life is in general uh even if you live in a rich western country and stuff like that yeah it is like a veil of tears in 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 like everyone around you dies and you die yourself and i I, i'm an atheist so i don't have like religion even there to kind of back anything up so it's a veil of tears and you have like an output channel to to just uh, like get your emotions into some form and, mm-hmm. and, and kind of put them out and also see if, because people aren't that different uh, from each other, so you can see like what kind of resonation it has from, from other people. And also it's kind of easy because I think if like I don't have a choice mm-hmm. also, yeah. I, it, it just need to do do art. Uh, yeah. So it's it's kind of that's also a good side of, of things that you don't have to think too much. Like, oh, should I do this? Should I do that? Uh, it's it's something that you don't have a choice in. Uh, so absolutely, those, those are at least two good sides
0: absolutely it, it's a it's a compulsion rather than anything else you just you know if yeah. it if it's just in if you are a creative person it's just in your blood and you just can't help it whether it's guitar whether it's music podcasting art whatever it may be whatever form it takes it's um and you know if you don't get it out there it can become a bit of a pressure cooker i felt that before uh in in both yeah. good ways and bad ways you have an explosion of creativity and go ah oh, i need to do everything all at once or yeah. you have the opposite if you have too many ideas and nowhere to then express it it's it can be difficult, but um, no, it, it's um, it's a real, it's a real thing, and and um, it's really, really cool that you know, kind of, we resonate on the same level like that. Because I always said uh, something to my um, to my late nan, and I always say to my mum, my mum gets really upset with when I say it. I say I'm here for a good time, not a long time, and I don't mean that yeah, literally, yeah. but it's kind of like. I'm also an atheist, so it's kind of like, well, we get one life, so why would you not just go and, you know, like if you're financially stable and whatever else, go and buy the gig ticket, go and like have the, go and have the fun times, go and do that whilst you can, because, you know, in the end, it doesn't really matter, does it? None of it, none of it really matters in the end, if that makes sense. So just go out and yeah. enjoy life while while you've got it, you know. So that makes perfect yeah. sense. Exactly. I love that. Is there anything that I've missed? Is there anything that we need to talk about, um, sort of uh, that I might have missed? Well, I think I've covered everything and a bit else. <laughs> and is there anything you'd like to say to the fans listening at home? Uh,
1: yeah, check out the new album. Uh, if you listen to Mother Blood and 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 even stuff like uh, Bring Beast Milk, it might mm. surprise you. This one,
0: absolutely. It's a. It's um. I'm very much looking forward to it. It's, it's from the singles that I've heard. It's very. It's like a dancey kind of gothic-y kind of sexy kind of vibe that's the (laughs) i'm you can tell that i don't do the reviews for the show but uh, that's that's kind of the vibes i'm going with
1: (laughs) (laughs) any vibes you get is good yeah
0: absolutely i fucking love it that's that's wicked stuff thank you so much for your time bud um we will catch up with you very very soon i'm sure on tour uh when you do uh come around into town um i will buy you a beverage of your choices so thank you i say it to every guest uh, and oh, they're, they're, you, they're slowly catching up with me, don't worry. Uh, I've had a few that have caught up with me and gone, you owe me a pint. And I'm like, I do owe you a pint, <laughs> sir. So but um yes, thank you for your time and um we will catch you next thank time you. on the Nevermind Poly yeah. Podcast. Peace. Thank you guys, Very nice chat
1: bye.
0: There we have it, Juho of Grave Pledge on the Nevermind Poly Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We hope you have enjoyed it. Uh, this is a little outro. If you've made it to the outro, this bit is uh, for you guys because this is where I announce the next guest on the show where I can. And because we are so far ahead with podcast guests and stuff, we are pretty much at the peak of um, podcasts being released and, and albums coming out and all the rest of it. We're, we're fully into the, the the spring and summer season now. It's um The next guest on the show is going to be the fantastic Emmy Mack of Red Hook, uh, I sat down with Emmy uh, a few weeks ago to speak all about their brand new record and this podcast episode is a fucking riot. It's great, great fun. So we will catch you next time for Red Hook's episode with the lovely Emmy Mac. See you all soon. Bye-bye.